Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting experts straight talk in your ear. These podcasts deliver great interviews with industry leaders and Zweig Group's three decades of invaluable research, leadership, management, marketing, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop personally and professionally, wherever you are. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I am back that's right. I am back. It's been a couple of weeks. You've uh, heard a couple of um, of the breakout sessions that we had at our hot firm event in Dallas, Texas in September. I have, I have a few other episodes to share with you with some additional um, sections from the hot firm that I, re- I really think the listening audience would love to hear. And I will give you a little bit of my thoughts on each of those sec- segments coming up in the near future. But in the meantime, I wanted to get back to our normal uh, episodic podcast. And I really wanted to take some time today to bring in my man, Chad Coldiron. Chad is the director of executive search here at Zwy Group. Uh, he's also a friend, uh, just a really good guy. And, and uh, he and I work together quite a bit on a lot of things. And, you know, I, I one of the issues that comes up and we talked about it at Hot Firm, which is simply the fact that 71 percent um, of the firms polled that are hot firms. So mind you, these are highly successful, hyper successful firms that are making money hand over foot. Their biggest concern is recruitment and retention. It's the number one issue on everybody's mind. Uh, I was just at a Principals Academy event last week in Charleston, South Carolina. I had an amazing time. And when we asked for a show of hands of everybody that um, wanted to discuss their biggest concern, it was recruitment and retention. So, you know, there there's so much that could be said about it. And I just thought it would be good for, you know, Chad and I, I really wanted to introduce him to our listening audience. And I also wanted to just kind of hear what he's seeing firsthand 
based on his experiences on a regular basis. Chad and John Bray and Olivia Thomas and the executive search group, they're doing some amazing things here at Zwei Group. And, you know, honestly, uh, for, for all of you that are listening that didn't know that Zwei Group did recruiting, it's one of our best kept secrets. Shh, don't tell anybody. But we've been doing it for quite some time. And um, needless to say, quite some time is 30, 30 years, three decades. But uh, we, we've we've cut our teeth in so many different ways. But I just thought today would be great for, for Chad and I just to have a conversation and for him to share a little bit about what he's seeing in the marketplace from a recruitment perspective. And also maybe to give you guys, uh, our listening audience, just a couple of tips, a couple of things that might be appropriate to think about as you go out to recruit, as you go out to uh, make sure that even the current people that you have on staff, that you're keeping them engaged early and often so that you don't end up with somebody knocking on your door on Monday morning saying, hey, you got a sec, because they want to sit down and tell you that uh, that they want to leave. They found a better opportunity someplace else. That to me is the worst conversation ever to have. And, you know, your heart just drops because, you know, as soon as you get on a roll, invariably somebody that's a, a very important cog in the wheel comes to you and tells you that, you know, I'm thinking about making a move or I've already made a move and my last date is fill in the blank. And so that's that's always problematic. But anyway, without further ado, I've got my man Chad Coldiron here. Chad, it is so good to have you on the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you, Randy. Uh, doing great. Uh, love the podcast. Definitely uh, love everybody participating in the office. So hadn't had a chance to be on here in a while, um, maybe uh, since I, I first started. Uh, I know. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm, so yeah, absolutely. that's right. Well, we got to change that. And, and that's why I wanted to get you out here today just to kind of share. Uh, but let's let's talk about the state of affairs and um, executive search, primarily just in from the recruiting perspective. And, and I really want... Um, Today, I want us to kind of go into, and, and maybe what we'll do is we'll we'll start this off, this conversation off, and depending on where it goes, ultimately, we may have to do a part two of it. I'm pretty sure we will, but let's just get started and kind of talk about the state of the state of affairs right now in, 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 in an area where, you know, the Wall Street Journal posted an article, I guess it was last week, um, and the article was based on the Department of Labor statistics, the, the Department of Labor, the Bureau of Labor Department posted the statistics for the, the number of jobs that are out there and available. And I think it's like seven million jobs. And there's just not enough people to fill all those jobs. No. And when you put that up against the low unemployment rate, which is a great thing, uh, it can make for a very uncomfortable situation Absolutely. Uh, as a as a growing firm that needs talent. Um, and, and, you know, I think the most talent that people are, are realizing what they need is the, you know, 10 to 15 year middle ready to take the next step up to um, a leadership position but they just aren't there there's a lot of factors that that go into that um but yeah it's a it's a common problem that people are having um and you you really have to kind of change your thought when it comes to recruiting and so not only you know recruiters need to think more like marketers at this point but everyone in your firm does uh, there has to be a, a point where everyone's prepared to, uh, you know, pitch your firm. You know, it should be a, a good 60 seconds, and whether it's to your wife or to a friend or or someone that you're, uh, you know, meeting at the coffee shop. It's a, uh, it's not business development, sales, or, or marketing necessarily. It's just you need needs to be a story about your firm and your work that uh, comes out and flows easy. Yeah, yeah. It it it, and you know that's. I mean, there it, it is a process, and I think you have to always be ready 
to recruit, just like you always have to be ready for those of you that are seller doers out there, you always have to be ready to sell your your firm and new opportunities. So it's it's almost the same mindset, right? That exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be willing to go the extra mile. You talk about that entrepreneurial, you know, mindset. Uh, you know, principals have to participate. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that we see with recruiters or re- with the uh, clients that and people that we interact with with recruiting is that. Um, the principals aren't wanting to participate, and it's not something that they see as a uh, you know high valued item. Um, so when we take our sur- when they take the surveys, the, everyone can let us know that it is one of their biggest problems. But they also um, need to realize that it needs to be one of their biggest investments um, in order to solve that problem. Yeah. What what are what are what are just a couple of tips that you can you can give to firms with regard to kind of just changing the mindset around recruiting to get more people engaged and involved early and often because I've always thought that when you when you think of recruiting it's like don't make your firm a great secret. People need to know what you who you are and what you do and why you're special compared to everybody else out there. Exactly. Uh firms need to market themselves. Uh, you have to do it. Uh, the market and brand recognition is going to be the first step to a candidate being even interested in a firm. Right. Uh, you know, in today's society where it is information overload and we've got the power at the, you know, our fingertips in order to access some information, uh, we're going to really need to get prodded in the right direction in order to follow that. Um, so firms that are out there doing some cool things, whether it's, you know, wrapping a, a, an old vehicle RV or, or a bus and, and having it around town, um, you know, <laughs> which actually a, works. It does work. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. recognize things like that. Uh, short video clips. Um, I know that uh, CEOs and, and, and owners um, are, are really getting into uh, really branding themselves on, uh, on social media these days. Uh, and so those are all just little things that I think everyone firm wide needs to be aware of and, and, you know, want to participate and, and, and want to see their firm investing in because, you know, the recruitment process really doesn't stop with the hire. If you ask me, right. you need to continually keep recruiting your people internally. Um, so, you know, keep your tension high and, and people are, are willing to go out and, and represent your firm in a really positive light to, to someone who might be able to, uh, come on and help you out. Okay. Um, so, with that said, I mean, you know, putting some of those systems in place, I mean, what are you, I mean, you're, you're out talking to a lot of people on a regular basis um, on both sides of the table. So you're talking to hiring managers that, you know, will lament to you about the problems that they're running into. But then you also spend time actively recruiting people. And I would just be curious just to as just as a as a just for the audience, just to get an idea of, of what you're hearing from people when you generally talk to them about considering new opportunities, what do they think about the current state of affairs in the design industry? Where do they see the industry going? What, what are you hearing? What is the, the constant refrain that comes up over and over again? Sure. Uh, I, I think most people are, are doing well and, and seeing success within this industry. Uh, and it's it's keeping people happy and, and well paid and, and in their positions. Yeah. Um, and so generally, you know, I, I think one thing that will really influence someone um, as far as their current work situation is the culture at work. Yeah. That's usually the one thing that we can dive into that they are looking for a change. Um, and it's either because hey, there's a, such action in the market that. Um, we're growing and I'm not getting the development opportunities I need to develop and, and I'm starting to get a deeper into things without you know actually becoming a, a better architect or an engineer or it's the uh, uh, 
um, opportunities that um, aren't there for them. Uh, engineers love to work and, and they love to stay in their jobs for a long time. Um, I would say the uh, average engineer probably has a, a longer lifespan in, in the workforce than most. Right. Um, and so the opportunities to move up um, just do not present themselves uh, in firms that aren't f- focused on growth. Uh, so to want to work and, and represent the firms that focus on growth, those are where you're going to see the, the most attracted uh, people coming over. Okay. And I know you, you, you've run across some really good statistics lately about kind of where things are and, and, and um, you know, what, 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 what have some of your findings been and what are you kind of sharing with hiring managers now just to give them a better perspective about what they're up against? Sure. Some of our uh, owns Y group surveys will show you that, um, you know, firms that made a higher investment in HR and recruiting um, are generating uh, around an 8% higher revenue growth than the, the average firm that's uh, you know, just a, uh, putting along with recruiting and, and kind of have the average budget there, which is generally pretty low for most people. Um, right. A lot of people don't even have an HR or a recruiting budget um, planned out for their yearly budget. Yeah. And, and I'll, you know, and I'm surprised. And even when we talked with firms uh, last week at our TPA, you know, so many people just don't have real hardcore recruiting metrics. They're not keeping track of this information. So A, firms aren't keeping track of how much it's costing to truly acquire somebody. And then B, they're, you know, they're not fully up on, you know, everything that goes into this whole process of, you know, going through the recruitment process and, you know, setting up a budget for that. And I mean, it just, it's, it's, it, you know, you work, you do that for every other area of the company. Um, but HR and recruiting seems to short, sometimes get the, the short end of the stick when it comes to that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough and, and people, uh, really have to decide and to make the investment when it comes to, uh, you know, whether it's, it's marketing or whether it's HR or recruiting, um, in this industry, uh, it's a little underfunded. I think that people realize the competitive competitiveness of the industry is starting to make people change their minds about that. Right. Um, so you're seeing lots of uh, lots of firms go out, do fun things, uh, change their names from the traditional you know block letters uh, or group or, or whatever it is. Uh, and yeah, it's it's becoming a more attractive industry, and it's and it's all becoming you know a little bit more of a, a design industry instead of architecture and engineering right. separated. Right. Uh, and I think that the two will influence each other in a really good way in the future. Yeah, and that's a good point too. And I think sometimes we need a reminder of how important of a job that we have in the first place. And, you know, and I'm, I'm always telling engineers and architects that what they do is, is, uh, I mean, those guys, these guys are amazing. What they design, what they build, um, the, the amount of work that they, that goes into building the infrastructure of this country, uh, let alone the world is, is of a, of a magna, uh, magnitude of order of, uh, that's extremely high. And I think, you know, a lot of times engineers and architects just need to be reminded of, of the great stuff that they really do. Sure. You it, know? it doesn't get celebrated enough. No. I know, uh, you know, we as, as, as a firm, it's Y Group, we want to elevate the industry. And then that's a part of our new mission. So right. uh, for everyone out there listening, you know, if you uh, have any ideas, anything that you want to uh, work with us uh, to help elevate the industry, you know, whether it be a, a recruiting, marketing, or just general awareness, um, get a hold of us and let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll make sure that you have um, 
I mean, my contact information is always there in the show notes, but I'll make sure that you have Chad's contact information in the show notes. And you can always check us out at zweiggroup.com. But but really, I mean, our, our concern is for the industry as a whole, not not so much a Zweig group. I mean, we will continue to do what, we, what we've been doing for uh, almost 31 years. But I think it's just important for us to really... Um, you know, have a plan in place for how we deal with the changing, the changing world, but also the way that things are changing in the design industry. And so specifically, you know, today we're talking about recruitment and retention. So what, what are, you know, you mentioned something earlier when you talked about culture and, and I just wanted to, cause this is culture is an issue that comes up in, in, in M and a as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you go out and you know, I want to buy another firm. I can't just buy any firm just cause they've got, you know, 15 people that do great work. You also have to make sure that those 15 people can, you know, um, set themselves up properly in your culture. If you're going to acquire that firm or buy that firm, but it's the same thing with recruiting. You have to make sure that that next person that you're bringing on board, even if they are an outstanding architect or engineer, that they're not going to come in and upset the apple cart in a bad way and affect all the other great workers that you already have on staff. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a major issue. And I thought maybe you might want to talk just a little bit about, you know, what what hiring managers can do to fully expose potential candidates to their culture to make sure that there is some type of fit there. Sure. No, uh, I completely agree. I, I hate um, to have a candidate isolated in the in the recruitment process to only an HR person or, or you know, potentially the, uh, the the hiring manager. Right. Uh, so I always encourage, um, you know, if, if we've got a, a team environment, let's pick the best representative off that team, let them meet with the candidate, um, and then also have uh, ownership involved at, at every move. Yeah, um, they are the ones that need to be setting the tone for their own culture within their firm, and if they're doing it, it's a very, very good signal that to a candidate that this firm is someone or this owner is someone who you know wants to you know help me grow as right. a as a professional. Right. Um, so those are uh, that's that's something I would highly suggest is is having someone from the that they would be working with a lot meet with them. You know, not necessarily someone who would they would report to. Uh, but someone that they would just, you know, work beside, you know, throughout a, uh, a regular project or, or whatever it is. Okay. Um, also doing things uh, outside of the office. Uh, I, I generally always try to uh, set up a, a first contact if I can um, somewhere uh, neutral. Yeah. Um, it, it really can just help relax um, the, the situation um, as far as the visuals. They're a little less distracting than trying to look at things around the office or see if you know anyone who might be walking through the hallway or, or just however that is. So um, first, yeah, that's always a, a good suggestion is to, uh, to meet on a neutral location. Um, but, you know, be swift. Um, if, you, if you do find somebody that you like, um, and, and everything's, you know, checked off at that point, don't hesitate because yeah. people are not available at this point. And, and to find someone is, uh, is a real rare. Yeah. And, and that's a really good point. I mean, you, you brought up a couple of good things, specifically that, that last issue is be swift, be quick. Um, it's one thing that I learned from Mark a long time ago about just responsiveness and getting back to potential clients right away. And they're like, oh, my God, I, I thought it was going to take you several days to get back to me, but you got back to me right away. That's really awesome. That's the first step that 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 shows someone that, you know what, this person is they're serious. And I think you can communicate that same level of seriousness and interest when you respond quickly to a candidate. Don't let a candidate wait 
two or three weeks wondering what's the next step or what's going to happen. Be in constant contact with them early and often, which is why you have to have a system in place as an organization when it comes to recruiting somebody that once you know an individual and you have established contact with them, you should keep that contact up and going and just remove any doubts. Because if you do that, then if you are ultimately ready to pull the trigger, it's going to be a lot easier for you to do as opposed to creating, you know, thoughts in the minds of that potential candidate that, well, I don't think these guys are really serious because I haven't heard from them in a while and I don't really know what's going on. And it looks even worse when a recruiter is involved, Mm -hmm. because if when you call people and this has happened to you, Chad, you've called people and and gotten all excited about an opportunity that a client has told you they need to uh, for a position that they need to fill. And then you find somebody that on paper ostensibly looks pretty solid and then it's crickets and it's it's you know we see it over and over again so on the one hand these firms and and again we get it you guys are busy you know we need people we need people help us help us help us and then we're, we put them in front of you and it's like uh i like that person but then sometimes you 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 confuse things by well i need a i need a resume i need a a list of projects that they've worked on and yeah i get you need all of that stuff but and I told these people uh, th- this last week at the TPA, I said, when was, how many of you have, have written what you consider to be an, an amazing resume? How many of you have put together a job list that you thought was just a killer? And most of them acknowledged that, you know what, I, I don't. But and then I said, how many of you guys have asked and pressed for that before you would move further in considering anybody? And a lot of them raised their hand because that's what they're trained to do. And I would just basically say, and I know you could concur with this, Chad, is that the market has changed. Yeah. And we don't have that flexibility or to be, to kind of, you know, dig our feet in our heels in and be like, well, I need all this information before I move further. You know, just have coffee with somebody. Pick just grab a beer. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm often surprised by the uh, the last second, um, last mile holdups that, that'll come from just picking up the phone and having a simple conversation with somebody. Yeah. Um, oftentimes it can be somebody that they might already know. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so if, if I do have to give some advice, it's, it's always be genuine. You know, let people know, you know, who you are and what your firm represents. Uh, and I don't think you're going to get too much negative feedback um, from from a lot of people. So, uh, like you were saying, um, to 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 find someone with some interest uh, is is incredibly difficult these days. Yeah. Um, and then to create the interest with the client as well can be you know a, another bag of tricks. Yeah. Uh, but yep. um, you know, fortunately, a part of what our recruitment process is is that we're very upfront with people that you know we need responsiveness. Sometimes it doesn't happen, um, but uh, fortunately, uh, I like dealing with people and, and solving a, a quick, small issue is, is you know what we do every day. So uh, that is a isn't a big part of the uh, the, the holdup a lot of the time, mm-hmm. um, but it can be. Yeah, um, and as long as you conditioned and are on the same page with with whoever you're working with, uh, it's your your, your client. Um, yeah, it'll always come out a positive situation. I felt like here. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, that's that's just half the battle right there. I mean, don't wait for a resume. Don't wait for a list of jobs. Sometimes just a, a good old Starbucks, uh, a, a, a PSL or a pumpkin spice latte, as they say, uh, along with, um, you know, a, a, a croissant will be just enough for you to gain the insight and knowledge that you need to determine if somebody is someone that you ultimately want to work with, that you want to hire, that you want to be part of your employment family and um 
you know, it's really not that hard. And and I know we run across people, and I'm sure some people are saying, hey, Randy, you just don't understand. I'm just busy. I'm flat out. Well, there's a reason why you're busy. And a lot of times it's because you're doing work that really should be um, apportioned out to more than one person. And it's because you don't have the 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 horses. You don't have the extra hands and feet to help you out. And that's all we're trying to do. That's all that, you know, a good recruiter, um, a good um, HR consultant is trying to do is to put really good bodies in front of you to consider, mm-hmm. you know. So talk talk a little bit about, um, you know, just kind of where you, I mean, are there any other hacks that you would throw out there that you think would be helpful for a hiring manager that might be struggling right now, trying to budget their time with the work that they have on their plate, the projects that they're dealing with, the clients that are upset about whatever, and the fact that their boss is telling them, listen, you need to hire some more people. Sure. And they just can't find the time. Well, keep calm. Uh, <laughs> that's what I try to tell myself at the end of every day. Yes. No. Uh, you know, I, I like to think that most of the decisions that I can make throughout the day, the small ones, they're already made in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I really like to stay focused uh, in the afternoons, uh, heavy in the recruitment process, early in the morning, try to get here early, uh, figure out, um, you know, what are the uh, the gaps in my schedule that day and, and what can I fill those in with. So, you know, as a part of uh, the recruiting process at Zweig Group, um, I'm very excited to, to help with that. We've uh, we've just opened up our Dallas office. Yeah, um, yeah that's start, exciting. Uh, making some strategic hires down there and then also filling in some uh, some people back here in Fayetteville as well. Uh, but as far as, uh, you know, actually reaching out to people, um, you know, there's a, a variety of different ways and you have to stay really disciplined. Um, as far as uh, tracking things, uh, I would always suggest having a, a good ATS or applicant tracking system. Sure. Um, that's going to help you uh, keep the follow-ups going because yep. that's that's where, um, you know, the, the real conversations start. It's, it's really rare that we get a hold of anybody in the first, you know, couple of times that we try to contact someone. Um, and, uh, you know, these people are busy and there's, you know, uh, three or four, five, six different avenues to, to get a hold of anyone these mm-hmm. days. Um, so you really got to find the right one. Um, and it's surprising to, to see, you know, what 60 year old person will, will get back to you on Facebook. And then the, uh, the you know, the, the young kid will pick up the phone over lunch. It's, it, it's, it can be random. Um, so you got to cover all your bases. Okay. All right. Um, oh, another quick hack I would really always suggest, um, that's, bitten me in the butt a couple times is get the wife or the significant other involved or the spouse i was waiting for you to mention that they're the <laughs> probably the biggest decision maker yeah, <laughs> maybe absolutely. bigger than the person you're actually recruiting at the time yeah, uh, yeah. so having them uh, involved from the from the beginning is uh is something that uh i've seen a lot of success with um and it can empower a candidate and, and it can uh, and it can show um you know the candidate that the uh, that your client or your firm that you're working with is really you know focused on that type of uh, of recruitment process instead of boilerplate um, you know resume analysis uh, then they do the uh, first interview then we come in for the panel interview mm-hmm. uh, and then we tell you we'll call you back in two to three weeks right um, you just you can't have that. Um, not today. So doing little things like getting the spouse involved, uh, seeing if the family can join you for, for dinner or over a weekend at, at a company event, um, all those things, uh, you have to do them these days. Yeah. And you know what that that means? And, and, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm asking, I'm kind of asking you, the listening audience, do you know what that means? That means you have to spend some money. You have to spend some money to get good clients, 
to get good candidates. You have to spend money to get good clients. You have to spend good money to get good candidates. And um, I mean, what Chad is suggesting suggesting is something that, you know, Mark Zweig has been saying for years, that I've been saying for years, you got to get these significant others and spouses involved early and often. I've gotten kids involved in the process because I'm, I'm telling you, a, a child, a, a young a, a young teenager with athletic aspirations or maybe a whole bunch of stuff going on can torpedo any opportunity. You need to know everything. Don't just assume that. Uh, you know, I'll just figure it out or he can work out his familial situation. Help be proactive in helping out. Is there anything I can do, Mr. or Mrs. Candidate, to help you make this process smoother? Is there anything I can help you out with with your family? I mean, be proactive. Yes, it has nothing to do directly with what they're going to do on the job, but it has everything to do with it. Sure. I mean, we've done everything from <laughs> check out daycares, schools. <laughs> I know, mean, yeah. Get, get legal counsel involved for, yeah. you know. Um, real estate situations. Right. I forgot uh, about you know, that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there, there's a ton of different things you can do. Yeah. Um, and if there's a, you know, th- those are things you should also um, identify early on in the recruiting process. Is you know what would be any major holdup to to get something like this done? Yeah. Um, and and usually you can start to uncover some of the big things pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and 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 combat them. Um, and really say, hey, there's there's a way to solve this, and and we've done it before, and and here's how we've helped people. Uh, so you know that in a, in a lot of situations, especially in a relocation, um, has uh, has as you have to be able to do it as a as a recruiter. And then if you know you you can't have a recruiter do it, you just know as a, a HR professional or a, a principal or an owner of a firm, you know those are the small steps you have to take to to make the difference and, and differentiate differentiate your firm from you know everyone else who's doing the same recruiting. Exactly, and and you and you bring up a good point. And and so I mean Chad's point simply is if you're using an outside recruiter make sure that they go the extra mile to do those little things. I mean, stuff that you, would, you wouldn't even think about as a hiring manager that recruiters have to deal with. And I know at Zwy Group, like Chad said, we've, we've dealt with a little bit of everything. So um, if your internal people are not trained in that or maybe need a little extra help, they can always contact us and, and we'd be more than happy to walk them through some scenarios about how to get the most out of any potential candidate that they're trying to pursue. And especially just making sure that you dot your I's and cross your T's throughout the process. Because one slip up, can can mess up everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you bring up some really, really good points. And I mean, certainly that's one of the benefits of, of hiring a good recruiter because they will help you out. It's just, it's the reason why you hire a doctor to set your arm in a cast because even if you've seen a bunch of YouTube videos, it may not end up well for you. So, you know, it's just, it's something where you might want to get the experts involved or at least pick the brains of the experts so that you can set yourself up for success in this area. Because to me, if you're spending money to acquire new talent, but you, but but then all you're doing is spending money to acquire talent, but not to make sure that everybody on your team is prepared to deal with the influx of potential candidates that come through the door, then you're really missing out. Sure. Yeah. So it's a it's a team effort inside and out um, onboarding process. Everybody, uh, everybody in the firm needs to uh, to be on board during that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's a, a quarterly or a monthly uh, lobby meetup just to uh, to meet the new people in the firm or do a quick celebration. You know, whatever it is, um, it, it needs to be a, 
a celebrated environment and something that someone would want to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good, good, good. Well, I mean, I think that's, that's quite a bit. Um, and, and just, I think it's a little taste of what we wanted to share. And I think what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Chad back on again, very soon on the, on the podcast to talk a little bit more about some specific, um, recruitment related issues. I know Chad and I are going to go out in a couple of months to do a few trainings in house, uh, where we do uh, kind of like a hiring and keeping great talent um, in-house training where we help you and your hiring managers and your HR people to be more efficient in this recruiting process. And what we do is we take kind of the largesse of what Zwy Group has experienced over the years, as well as kind of the best practices that we see right now in the industry and distill that into, you know, a half day or a full day training that really kind of gets to the root of how do you prepare your people to be brand ambassadors for your company, to always be selling opportunities to join your firm and, you know, just the the ways to set yourself up for a solid recruitment experience for anyone, anybody that you go after. So, I mean, these are some things that um, can be very beneficial. If you ever need any more information about that, you can always reach out to Chad or myself and we'll be more than happy to, to talk with you about that and how we can, um, if nothing else, set your people up for success in the area of recruitment and retention. So... You know, anything else that you want to add, Chad? I know, we, like I said, we haven't had you on for a while and, you know, we're going to get you on the podcast uh, with a little bit more frequency. I know you've got a lot going on in your personal life, uh, a lot of good stuff happening, oh. but uh, <laughs> but, but uh, any, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, um, just that this is a, a really rewarding uh, time in the industry right now as far as being able to, to help and, and consult with some clients, you know, whether it's just a, a conversation or uh, or a uh, um, you know an actual project that gets completed. Um, everything at this point is magnified in the recruiting in, in HR space. Uh, so to uh, to be able to get out there and, and, and help out and you know just connect with some people, um, that's my whole goal. Uh, so I uh, I love doing stuff like this with Randy um, and uh, to to encourage all of everyone else. If you guys have someone in your firm like Randy. Have them set up a podcast, uh, get people on it, get them excited. It's a uh, it's a tool that you can use internally and externally, yeah. um, and it's just a uh, it's just something to once again differentiate yourself from uh, from a competitor. Yeah, absolutely. The check is in the mail, my friend. That's a, <laughs> that's a good plug right there for sure. I, I need to talk about that more because I think I'm surprised that more firms don't don't do this. But um, certainly, if you ever if you are listening to this and you haven't been on this podcast, but you'd like to kind of share what's happening at your firm, the things that you're doing um, that really set you guys apart, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my email is rwilburn at zweiggroup.com and I'll get right back in touch with you and we'll figure something out. And uh, I'd love to have you on as a guest. You can be right on the other side of the table from me and, and we can discuss this or you can be thousands of miles away and uh, we'll Skype in an interview and, and make it happen. But um, Chad, thank you so much uh, for taking the time today to do this. I really appreciate it. This was great. Uh, I hope you guys got a lot out of this. Uh, like I said, in the show notes, I'll make sure that you have Chad's email address, but just for the audience, just so they, they have it, why don't you just give it to them real quick? Sure. My email is ccoldiron at zweiggroup.com. Okay. He's got one of the coolest last names in the world. It's like an actor's last name, Chad Coldiron. So coming to a stage, coming to a theater near you. So, all right. Well, that's it for the Zweig Letter Podcast. That is our episode for today. We really appreciate 
uh, you, our listening audience. Um, thank you for all the great feedback that you give us. Um, if you ever get a chance and you're on iTunes and you want to rate the podcast, we would love a, a review, an honest review of what you think about what we're doing here, what we could improve upon, what you really love about the podcast, how it's helped you out. Please let us know. I'm always amazed when I run into people at different events and they're like, oh, I've been listening to your podcast since day one. And I know that you guys rely on it, which is why we get the podcast out every Friday at noon. That's our goal. Sometimes it might be Saturday, uh, depending on the situation, but more often than not, it gets out on Friday at noon. I've got an amazing uh, podcast editor, Joel Sharpton, that does some great things for us. And um, so I'm thankful for him and I'm thankful for everybody at this company that makes it happen on a daily basis. But that's all for now that we have. And and uh, feel free to check us out online at zweiggroup.com. Uh, we also have a free subscription to the Zweig Letter newsletter, which has run continuously since 1992. I would urge you to get a free subscription to that. You can sign up not only yourself, but you can sign up your whole company for the TZL, which I think is a great um, subscription to have. And Civil Plus Structural Magazine. There's that as well. So check us out at zweiggroup.com. All the information to get your free subscriptions to to the Zweig Letter and Civil Plus Structural Magazine is right there on the website. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and this is the Zweig Letter Podcast. We are elevating the industry one podcast at a time. You guys have a great day, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter Podcast episode. If you want more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about M&A, strategic planning, HR, and marketing your firm, subscribe now to the digital version of The Zweig Letter free of charge. Just visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe and leave your email address. Your free subscription will begin immediately. Immediately.